It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Oh, I hope you are getting settled in for this evening because I have such an amazing guest tonight. I am so excited. Um, I've known him for a few years now and just, you know, sometimes you, you get in the presence of those, those legends. And when those legends agree to be on your show, it's, uh, it's very exciting. So we do have a very special guest tonight. And what's amazing about him is not only is he a superb evidential medium, he's a teacher, he does uh, mentoring and all of that. He is a spirit artist, okay? And so for some of you who don't know what that means, we're, we're definitely going to ask him for the definition. But, but basically, he will connect to spirit. So mediums, that's what we do, right? We're talking to the spirit world. But he draws them, and then they're exactly like how they look. And I know that sounds like that would make sense, but it's remarkable how phenomenally accurate he is. So he's giving them. I've seen him work. I've seen him. Uh, I've, I've had the honor of watching him work in Lilydale. So he gets up there, and he's funny. So he's funny. He's relaxed. He's you know doing his thing. He's the the information that he's giving is so evidential. So the the connection is so like he doesn't have to do anything else. He he doesn't need to be drawing for anybody, but he's actually drawing and he's connect. So he's giving you like this bonus on top of the incredible information and evidence that he's providing. So he'll draw and he'll do the whole thing. So as he's working, he's drawing and he's drawing. And then at the end, he'll go, so does this look like the person? <laughs> it's like it's so remarkable. And so I am truly honored to to have him on tonight. And uh, so without further ado, let me just welcome our guest of the hour, Joseph Scheel. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I am so, so excited and honored to thank you. I know it's probably cold there and you could be yeah. nuzzling it by the fireplace. So thank you. <laughs> I, appreciate it. I, think, I appreciate that introduction too. I almost didn't recognize the guy. <laughs> <laughs> thank well, I have, uh, listen, I've seen, I've seen, I've I've just had the honor of of witnessing you deliver messages so many times, and it's it's so 
all inspiring and in, in, on so many levels. Um, I, was, I was very excited when you asked me to be on because I've seen you work at Lilydale as well. And it's just, I, I love the way you work and you really get a great connection with people and uh, everybody enjoys you. So it's, thank you very much for coming all the way out to, to share your talents. It's fantastic. Thank you. Don't ask me when it's snowing though. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got my limits. <laughs> Everybody hibernates when it snows. I know, right? So now it, I have so many questions. Okay. Have you always been an artist? Uh, I mean, just from a child, were you an artist? Were you drawing spirit as a child? I drew my first, the, the one I remember and many of the family members remind me of is I drew the first drawing of spirit, people in spirit when I was five years old. Wow. That's the first one I remember. And I remember just laying on the ground of the dining room and you know, coloring away and drawing all these people. But the difference was, was that the dexterity, the quality of the drawing was better than you, better than I normally do. In other words, normally I would be just like any other kid, you know, take the crayon to the wall or scribble outside the lines and that type of thing. But this one, you could actually recognize the people. Wow. So, it, but most of those drawings are now, um, my mom handed them over to the priest and the nuns that came over to see what was going on. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have them anymore. Did your okay. mom, did she understand the gift? Was she supportive of the gift? My mother was supportive of my, my gifts and my, my music, my voice, my, my artwork. Uh, she was very, very supportive, but unfortunately I lost my mother when I was really young. So, um, but my mom was an artist. She was a, she was a portrait artist and, um, you know, and a piano a musician and a concert piano, that type of thing. So she was, she was pretty talented herself. So, um, wow. I feel like that's probably my only connection I have, you know, so it's kind of, kind of cool in a way. It's, well, it's kind of, um, it's kind of interesting how it, it's passed on, but in, in a way to serve spirit as well. Right. Exactly. Did you always know that you were supposed to serve? I mean, with priests and nuns, it's. <laughs> I, I honestly was absolutely terrified. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I, I mean, if you asked me what a medium was, I, I couldn't. Told, I couldn't have told you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had read the Bible and all that stuff, but I probably you know skipped over that chapter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that stuff. And if somebody told me to go to a psychic, I would have told them you're out of your mind. I'm not doing that. You know, because to me, that was the crystal ball reader on the boardwalk. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything real to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, you know, if a couple of my sisters, I have five sisters and a couple of my sisters and myself, and I remember my mom and my grandmothers all seem to have this sixth sense to this extra sense, sensory perception, you know, eyes in the back of your head, whatever, but they knew <laughs> what was going on and it used to freak me out. And I'd have lots of stuff where I'd know what was going to happen. Or it was just, it was bizarre. And I thought it was just being smart or being different and being weird. You know, that's, yeah. that's the way I looked at it. So I wasn't going to tell anybody I was seeing people or I was, you know, hearing things. I, especially in college when, um, you know, I'd hear something. I, I definitely wasn't going to tell my roommates that I was hearing voices. You know, I figured they'd put me in a straitjacket and lock me up. You know? <laughs> um, so, well, if 
anybody watching, just so you know, if you have a question about Spirit Artist, how it works, anything, put your question in the comments and we will have Tony keep an eye out on them for me. Um, but Joe, so when, when was that moment of you connecting the dots of, hey, I'm talking to Spirit and I'm supposed to do this? Like, how did that come about then? Well, I, I always uh, felt that my connection to um, to a spiritual realm or to spiritual knowing was there, but I thought it was more of a, I, I put it in the context of the religion I had grown up in and some of the experiences that I've had um, trying other religions, you know, like a, I've stayed in a Buddhist monastery for a while in Southeast Asia when I was a kid, those types of things. I, I always felt spiritually connected or uplifted when I was uh, in meditation or in prayer. So I spent a lot of time in the quiet when I was a kid. I was very shy, uh, which you probably won't believe. Because <laughs> but, um, I was, I was extremely shy in high school and, and in grade school. And I just spent a lot of time alone contemplating the world. And, and that's my background is philosophy and, and theology. So. I was in the seminary uh, for the second time to become a permanent deacon in the Catholic Church. I never went through with the ordination to be a priest or to be a to be a uh, deacon, but I did go. I was in the um, in the formation twice. So the second time, I was in a library. I'm dyslexic as all get out. So <laughs> I go to read books. I I have my tricks of how I do it. You know, I'll, I'll read the first chapter and last chapter and figure the book out. You know, that type of thing. Um, so I get tired easy if I'm reading textbooks and things like that. Yeah. So I would doodle when I was in the library, you know, just draw pictures of people, but you're in kind of an altered state when you're doing that. Now I didn't realize what I was doing. I'm just drawing pictures of people I see in my head and people were coming up to me and saying, Hey, that's my uncle. <laughs> I was like, what? And they'd say, that's my uncle. And I'm saying, well, you know, I'm just drawing a picture here. And he goes, no, how do you know my uncle? That's my, why would you be drawing my uncle? <laughs> and I would say, look, buddy, I don't know who, you know, if you want the picture, you can have it. And he said, can I? And I'd say, yeah, sure. I said, Tom seemed like a nice guy. And he goes, how'd you know his name? <laughs> I would be freaking out. I would. <laughs> I'd go home and just say there's something very strange happening to me, you know? And so I asked, I asked friends and, and before you know it, I, honestly, I went to psychiatrists, psychologists, priests I knew, deacons I knew, a rabbi I knew, and just sat with them and said, what the heck's going on with me? You know? And um, most of them said, look, you've got some kind of gift. You ought, to, you ought to just keep looking and seeing what it's all about. And a couple of the older guys said, don't you, you're being attacked. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I was flipping out a little bit over it all, but I continued to draw. And um, it was it was really a gift in a lot of ways to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Know, it uh, helped me to find me, you know. So you, uh, but now you, you travel and you teach and you do this and you do, uh, we, call them gallery demonstrations and you work with other mediums so other mediums will be connecting and you'll be <laughs> drawing um so it's it's fantastic now you are a spiritualist is that correct yes. mm -hmm. and so you are a registered medium at lilydale uh but you you are also a, a 
part of the Forever Family Foundation, which, from my understanding, is a, a pretty special accolade. Is that correct? I, I consider probably out of all the testing that I've gone through with different uh, universities and, and Lily Bell and things like that, the, the Forever Family Foundation is probably the most sound testing of the abilities to do this kind of work. Wow. They, they have a very difficult application process. And then um, they use science and scientists and different types of experiments, which I don't know. They're not going to tell the mediums, but um, how to identify the uh, qualities and the talents that you need to do this work. Wow. You're more evidential and so that you can actually do this. Beyond that, you know, learning how to handle people and handle readings and, and how to uh, function in this world as a professional doing this work and, and handling uh, the grief that we handle every day, like you and I, when we're doing readings for people, and just being real with people and yeah. being honest yeah. and having integrity in this work, that, that comes with training and, and learning how to be that way. A lot of people have this have these talents, but they don't know how to use them or they get caught up in silliness. So they, you know, they get caught up in TV or something. And it's, it's not, uh, they don't know the difference between Hollywood and, and say having a, a, a rational thought about what it is we're working on. Right, right. The Family Foundation was uh, begun to kind of protect the general, general public from frauds. Oh, good. So that's how it began. So they, they do a lot of work to protect, you know, fam families and things like that. So we'll do grief retreats. We're going to be doing one in January. Yes, January 4th through the right. 6th. That'll be in Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah. One in Connecticut, which I've done a few times. And uh, it usually, usually we have people who have just lost somebody in the past year, uh, parents that have lost children uh, often. And the people who started it, Fran and, Fran and Bob Ginsburg, um, they had lost a child, and when they started to go to mediums, it, it was ridiculous. They were getting they were getting more hurt than oh, help. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. they decided to to put this together, and, and it's been very very successful. And I, I just I really appreciate the work they do, and a lot of great people involved too. So, so um, now you, for anyone who doesn't know, and I hope you don't mind me sharing, but you you recently fell from the ladder, which I was so. I have to tell you, wait, but I, I was so, <laughs> cause I was getting ready to email you and then I'm um, like, Oh no, I'm like, <laughs> so I waited to make sure you're going to be okay. Um, but I mean, I'm glad you are okay, but do you ever think of like, what if you can't draw? What if something happens that doesn't allow you to draw? Does that ever come to, to your mind anymore? Well, a few things have happened to me over the past several years that have made me very, very worried about that. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not worried because I know I know somehow everything will be okay. You know, I'm a pretty positive person when it comes to those types of things. I um, even the fall off the ladder was, you know, was, it was a, a dumb move, if you will. You know, I, I, I was up on on my uh, sailboat. So my son told me to call it a boating accident, not a ladder. accident. <laughs> Sound cooler. So, so way boating. more mysterious, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I fell off and I fell onto my head. Uh, I got my leg got caught up in the uh, in the ladder, and I got 
pretty badly beaten up. But uh, amazingly enough, the doctors were amazed and said, you know, anybody else would have broken their neck. And he said, but I have a neck like a tree trunk. So <laughs> and, um, and I was very grateful because I did get a concussion. I was very grateful to wake up and see that I was still okay, even though I, I was, you know, frightened. Yeah. I was frightened that day that I would not be able to, uh, that they would have to operate on me because I hit my head so hard. And, uh, and I had had a couple of friends get hurt that way in the past couple of years and they're having trouble functioning. I mean, they got paralyzed. Uh, they had to open them up and, you know, drain and that type of thing. And, and it caused damage. Um, so I was, as I was laying on the ground, I was cognizant, but I said, boy, once they operate on me and maybe I won't be able to do anything. So I actually asked the man who found me to go to get my phone so I could call my kids and tell them I was all right, you know, and talk to them before they, before I went to the hospital. Oh, oh. So, um, so yeah, it was frightening, but by the same token, I, I healed really, really quickly. I'm doing wonderfully. Uh, uh, they took off all the braces and cast and all that stuff uh, within three weeks, and I'm all right. Wow. I do believe in healing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, uh, um, so uh, the only other thing that worried me was um, I'm actually legally blind, so I can see, but I have a degenerative disease within my eyes that I was told I would be blind within the next five to ten years. Wow. And so that scared me. And I thought, you know, what do I do? Do I go take Braille? Do I learn to learn to paint without, you know, without uh, looking, basically? So I, I do a lot of practice of, of drawing without looking, you know, without looking at the drawing. Yeah. Uh, all my multiple drawings are done with my eyes closed. Wow. So a different type of thing. But <clears throat> what... What happened was, is only a few weeks ago, I went to get new glasses and the doctor told me they have a new operation that cures what I have. Wow. They wait as long as I can so that they can get good at it <laughs> before I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, talk about, I, I think that's a stroke of luck and very, very blessed to, to be yeah. able to, you know, when the time comes, I'll get the operation and I'll be able to see. So Yeah. It is. I, I do. I, I again. A lot of it we talk about perception and beliefs, but I. I also. I. I believe that when we are serving so fully, they we are taken care of. Like so many things that could happen don't, and little things open up, and it, it's really. It's kind of like the, you know. You you kind of go okay. Like it's very reciprocated. I I feel. Don't you? I do. I believe the. I do believe that the spirit world is there for us. Yeah. And that they really uh, champion us to be their voice to to express what they have to say to us, and that there's some important things of how to live our lives a little differently. You know, I I believe if we listen to them a little bit more, maybe we'd stop killing each other. You know, it'd yes. be a whole lot better for the world if we got some wisdom from those who have passed on and they've already been here and done this and made their mistakes. Yeah. So I, I often tell my students, I said, you know, do you trust spirit? And they'll hem and haw a little bit, you know? And I said, well, they trust you, you know, and when you show up and say, I'd like to try to do this work, 
they'll show up and help you. I mean, I believe the best teachers aren't necessarily walking around on on driveways here. You know, they're, <laughs> they're they're really in our heads and where they need to be because they're trying to help us to see the greater picture. Yeah, and to really serve serve the greater good. So that's my contention. I have a, my philosophy may be a little different than spiritualism, a little bit different than others, but I, after many many tries and and errors and many, many tries and successes, I have found that the spirit world is definitely something we can communicate with, definitely there for us, definitely want us to basically uh, not necessarily walk through our grief, but run through and get back to life because soon we'll be with them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think too, it's, um, I, I, sometimes you just have to laugh. I mean, I don't, sometimes you just have to laugh. I think there's so many times where I go, oh, forget it. I'm not even going to try to fight this one. But they'll push you outside of your own comfort zone. Like you said, you're an introvert, right? You were kind of shy. It's not like you all of a sudden became an extrovert. But when you're serving spirit, they were like, Joe, you are going to get out there and you are going to tell everyone what we're telling you. <laughs> Uh, it, it is it is amazing some of the things that happen and some of the uh, the events that go on in in readings, private readings, as well as you know maybe a, with a family or um, you know in an audience in front of an audience and watching the entire audience be captivated by feeling the spirit with them. Yeah. It's not just what I'm doing. Yeah, it's being done in the midst of it all. Yeah. And everybody notices the holiness within within the, the room or the, the auditorium or wherever it might be. And it's just incredible. And that's the way it should be. Um, we could be giving one, you know, reading or message to one person in that audience, but everybody benefits from seeing and, and witnessing that continuity of life. Yeah. And that's special. And, and that healing that, that happens is very contagious. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and now when you're drawing, do you, you use pencil? Do you use pastels, charcoal, oil paint? That's one of the questions from the listeners. Okay. Well, when I'm doing the spirit art, um, in a private sitting, um, I use a lot of uh, graphite pencils. I try to use a different, a, a few different grades of pencils so that I can do the shading and things like that. I'll use a, a scrub stick, which is just a, a spreader which is just to, to shade with, which is actually just rolled up paper. So that's what I do. To, and I have a gum eraser. Um, okay. I feel like it picks up the smudges the best. So I, and I like to play with it. I make, I make little things out of the end of my pencil out of it. You know? <laughs> 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 um, so the gum eraser is there. It's something to fiddle with, I guess, as I'm thinking, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, there are drawings where I use pastels. I use color, colored pencils, or, or I love to use um, watercolor pencils. That's what I use for the um, for the orographs. I use watercolors. Okay. So the color painting on you know on canvas paper. So that's that's how I do that. And uh, and then my fine art is oil. So I I use I paint with oils when I when I'm doing serious serious paintings so the fine art is like the red barn uh i was talking to tony here about the red barn okay so that i just but those trees with the snow on them you you painted that or you you did that 
because it looks so realistic. You that's that's it's all from scratch. That's all from scratch. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a real barn, and that's uh, that's a real crew team right there. That one. Wow, wow, that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a fine artist as well as a spirit artist. <laughs> right. And then. I love it, you know. What is the orograph? What is, is, can you explain what an orograph is? No. Well, I, yeah. I call mine uh, soul journeys. Okay. Uh, there are a number of people, um, Stella Upton, who I'll be working with uh, come springtime, um, is an, really kind of introduced me to them. And she's a she's a, an instructor and, and uh, uh, over at Arthur Finley College, yeah. and she comes over here to the United States quite a bit uh, with her husband Stephen Upton. And Stella does these beautiful um, pastel pictures, and she did one for me. And I thought it was wonderful how she read it. She read like a timeline of, you know, where I am and where I should go, and these things are coming into my life, and uh, it, you know, emotions and feelings and that type of thing. And I just thought she did a brilliant job. And so I had a second one done uh, a couple of years later, and she, she encouraged me to do them. And hers is so pretty and frilly. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's, it's not me, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, a little bit more rough. You know? uh, so I, I said, well, I'll try them. She goes, just do them the old way. Yeah. So I, sat with somebody and tried it and i did a face i started with a face just like i started spirit portrait only this time all of a sudden i felt like i was really in tune with the person i was with and empathic with them that i knew their life i started to see them as a child and do remote viewing around their house so i could tell them who would live there the pictures on the wall, the items on the dressers and everything. And so I knew them. I knew their life. I knew what they had been through. I knew what the hassles in life were, where the changes took place, with it with the good and all the good and all the bad. Right. And I knew right then that I needed to take it quite seriously and needed to to take it reverently, that I had somebody's private life with me. And then I needed to keep my mouth shut about that, number one. Yeah. And I needed to just really have somebody's life in my in my hands that I, I needed to be very, very caring and loving towards them. And what it happened was I started to draw symbols and colors and movement and animals and and connections, the size of things, every line, every color, every movement, every you on the page, the music of that page means something about that person and their life, past, present, and the possibilities for this future. So they could see where they were going and make better, sounder choices for their soul journey yeah. in their lifetime. So that's what they became. And as I began to do that, many, many people uh, started to come to me for those. They take me an awful long time. I've, I've complicated the daylights out of them. <laughs> but I, have, I do enjoy coming to know people like that. And if I can be helpful, people use them as kind of an affirmation. I've had people say, I put them on the back of the cabinet door. Or I put wow. Them, they sit in the wall in the bathroom so I can look right at them in the morning. Yeah, because <laughs> for them, it's a message every single time they look at it. This is what I'm going to choose today in my life. I'm not going to choose the, 
the hurts of the past or the, yeah. you know, the, 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 the victimization. Yeah. Of the past. I'm going to choose to be powerful in my own being. Yeah. I'm going to choose peace. They so, can uh, help someone even like, you know, so even if you do a, a spirit portrait, right. And then mm -hmm. someone is working through their grief, you can literally do one of these to kind of help them be yeah. motivated, inspired each day, help them through that. And it's, um, I, I, I didn't realize that, it, you know, it's a little different than other people's orographs, but I, I really feel like the connection with the other person and it be, became so deep that sometimes family members show up in them, you know, like I'll draw, I'll, yeah. I just sent one out to somebody and it was a picture of a man in the mix of the drawing. And sure enough, it was her father who had just passed. Oh, so there so, he is peeking his head in. <laughs> no or, you know, really didn't have any communication with him, but his, his drawing actually showed up in the picture. Wow. It's amazing to me how, how much we're carried sometimes with these things. I can't take the credit. Yeah. Now, as an artist, I look at my photographs and I cringe. <laughs> I look at, you know, like that doesn't really look like a great deer. Or that doesn't look like a great horse. You know? And well, and you see my my fine art. I look at those and go, you know, like, ah. but I have to just let go and yeah, let them out. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't let that monkey mind get in the way, right? We have to, it's the same as, we just got to surrender. But you know what's interesting, mentioning that the dad came into the autograph, have, has you, have you been doodling without consciously being aware of your own family, yet when you drew it, it was one of your family members? Has that ever happened? Um, I have, I have drawn... Sometimes when I'm doing a spirit drawing, I'll feel like that person is me. In other okay. words, the blending of the minds, the, the discarnate mind and the carnate mind is so close that I feel like I'm sitting across from that woman and I, I'm her husband and I want to give her a big hug, you know, or I'm that person's child and I want to say, look, I'm okay, stop crying, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I'm that person or I'm that old man or old lady or, you know, whatever the case may be. And... When I feel like I'm them, the mistake that I've made at times is I'll go to try try to draw them from that perspective, having never seen them, but I feel like I'm them. So I'm trying to draw a self-portrait. And it's funny, I, I drew I drew one recently where I tried to draw the woman's mother, but it looked like me. <laughs> I think it was a lot prettier than I am. <laughs> so it's not so good. <laughs> because... Uh, you know, she had this bulbous face oh, yeah. and she was actually a very attractive woman. So I have to adjust sometimes because if I'm not seeing them and I'm doing it from that perspective, I can get things in my own. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I have drawn my grandfather quite a bit. Oh. Uh, over the years, I've drawn him four or five times. Um, but he was very close to me and very special. And I think sometimes I just feel like you know, he's there with me. So he must be the one I caught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, incredible. And you've been uh, teaching really for so many years now. I mean, I started teaching before I was doing mediumship and, and, um, you know, I taught at, at the college level and I taught, um, I taught the first welfare to work program for women in the country. Wow. I designed it and taught it uh, for the SUNY system. And so, 
I love to teach. I, I, I love to find new ways to teach. I, I uh, achieved, a, I was nominated for a Vanguard, Vanguard Award for, those, for that teaching for most innovative new ways of teaching. And really, it sounds real nice and everything, but what it is is just trying to figure out how, how does the student learn so that I can make sure that they get the information and then how can I push them into learning different ways or opening them up so that they can enrich that learning. So in my mentor programs and things like that is I, I try to take everybody individually. I only take so many people. I don't take really huge groups of people because I do believe that the student teacher ratio is really important so that you have that connection. And I call it a mentor and you know a, a coaching class so the coaching is actually the fundamentals and the, the mechanics of things but the mentorship is for life i hope that they come to trust me and i hope that they become better than i am that's really would show me that i've done something right if they can really go further with this than i have you know learn new things that are on the horizon and really grab them and go with it uh and even build a closer connection to spirit, then that would make me one happy guy, I'm going to say. Well, what would, uh, if you had to think about your legacy, right? What would, what would you want that legacy to say? I, th I, I think if I had a, something to say, the legacy would be that um, I was a person who, who, uh, tried hard despite some of the, the despite some of the mistakes I've made in my life despite some of the the horrors I've been through in life that I I never stopped trying and that I made I made an effort to to reach out and help others I I really believe that uh, as a as mediums we are it's it, whether we're ordained or not whether we go through a little church or whether we get it on the back of a you know back of a cigarette pack or whatever it gets <laughs> um, that it is a ministry. Mm -hmm. We have people's lives, their hopes, yeah. their dreams, their, 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 their most horrible days of their life in our hands. And if we can be kind enough and have the integrity enough to give of ourselves to them and carry them for just a little while, it might be just the hour, the half hour, um, and be real about who we are, then we're of great service. And I just hope that someday people see some of the things that I've left with the world and say, I left it a little bit better than I found it. You know, um, that's, that's really my hope is that people will say, uh, he, he tried hard. He's <laughs> 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 got a lot of scars but you know, that's from falling off boats and hitting his head against the wall, but that's besides. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, you just have to, um, you just have to tell them you were in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean fighting for Moby Dick and got a little bump. I, I, you just embellish it a little. <laughs> now, I want to just mention for everybody out there, uh, because Joe is uh, has a lot of stuff on the East Coast. So for all the East Coast peeps out there, um, you definitely, you know, you have some events in Lilydale coming up. But before that... You have, uh, well, we've got the January 4th through the 6th. You're going to be in Fort Myers, and that's the grief retreat. So is that for anyone who has experienced grief or is working through grief that they can attend this retreat? I think anybody who is interested in the, in the science or, the, or the, uh, the social factors of this, uh, anybody who's interested in the organization itself, 
uh, if you have been through grief, if you've had a major loss, you know, a loss in your family or whatever, it would be a wonderful thing for you to attend. Um, and you can just go to foreverfamily.org and uh, they'll they'll help you out there. Uh, it is a it is a a, a retreat where uh, there are psychologists, psychiatrists, there's other people there that are very helpful in trying to explain the afterlife, uh, the continuation of life, if you will, what mediumship is all about, what to watch for, how to be careful and you know not get uh, taken, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, Janet O'Havoc will be there, Joe Peretta will be there, uh, and uh, as the three mediums that are there, We'll be working with people and, and hopefully bringing in some loved ones and doing you know some readings and a demonstration as well. So it should be it's a wonderful place, a wonderful facility. Uh, I've been there a few times now, and uh, it's warm and there's no snow, which is yeah, it's always it's <laughs> always nice, isn't it? But it speaking is. of snow, you're going to be with Janet at the Journey Within uh, in March, March 23rd. Two days after my birthday, <laughs> I should go. come out there. So you're going to do a demonstration with Stella Upton. Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That will be fun. Yeah, we. I think Stella and I do one or two a year every year, so we have have for many years now. And you're you're at Janet's church quite often as well. I'm in Lord, I'm more church uh, many years ago, and. Um, and I've been kind of a, a presence there, and I have a I have a little place where I do my readings there when I'm there. Um, I don't I'm not there as often as I used to be. There's a lot of people coming and going, but uh, I teach a lot of the fundamental uh, things there. So you know the the basics and just get people going and the beginners mediumship and things. Um, and I will be doing a, a bigger program next year, so uh, so that people can join me there. Uh, but I do travel a lot to teach yeah. other places, you know. And uh, in Florida, also, I'll be at the Spirit University the next weekend. So if people are looking for that, we'll be teach, I'll be teaching platform mediumship there. Oh, wonderful. That's yeah. in Sarasota. So okay. Um, so, but all the events you put on your website. So it's so anyone can go to josephshield.com. And then if they do a reading with you, so can they book the autograph reading? Like uh, they book that or they can book a, a spirit portrait? Spirit portraits, uh, they, you can book those. Um, and they the, there's regular readings, which are half an hour, just regular readings without a drawing. Okay. I usually take a lot of notes and doodle for those, but that I don't normally do a drawing. Sometimes I do and it comes out and there you have it. Okay. And you can have that. I record all my readings. I think that's important. Um, and then half hour, the, the, beyond the half hour, there's an hour reading or an hour. It takes about an hour with the drawing because I like to be able to sit with spirit for a while and to bring in several people and then ask you, who do you want me to draw? Okay. I'll ask you, which person do you want me to draw? And I try to draw that person. Now, sometimes I end up drawing your aunt instead of your mom, but you know, it still shows you that they're there. Um, and, the multiple drawings are a whole different ball of wax. They take, they take about four hours. I usually give up the whole day for them. Um, and come as an explanation time. And I'm really putting myself in a very deep altered state. But in those sittings, I've drawn as many as 22 family members. Wow. In the one sitting. 
Well, we have a picture of one, I believe. So let's show that one. It's at the bottom in the middle, right there. Yeah, show that. We're, we're showing your art here as we're talking, see? So in that, everybody, as you can see, he's got all the loved ones around. That, that would take a lot of work. But I also want to show, I want to just take a minute because time is going by so quickly. I want to show some of the spare art. So, and then the actual photo. So, do you ask them to bring an actual photo or do you ask for it later? Ask them to bring it, to either send it to me later or uh, people have come to know me. So, now they're bringing it on their phone or they're bringing <laughs> it in their wallet, you know, and they'll, they'll, they'll pull it out after I'm done and, and compare it, which is which is nice to have it. And, and those who have allowed me to use them like this, I really appreciate it. But I always ask permission. Yeah. I've done thousands and thousands of drawings. So, um, you know, the, these are ones that people have actually asked. You know, I've asked them and they've given me permission to use them. So I appreciate that. When you first did it, were you just like, I mean, honestly, though, the first time, like, you were going to draw and like show someone the picture and ask, were you just like so nervous or were you just completely okay? I'm, I'm, I was very nervous. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was very nervous. Do you think you get nervous just giving information, um, turning the drawing around <laughs> his face and, and don't think that it were, you know, I would say a good 80% or more, uh, are, are very accurate. And then, some of them are not so accurate or there's somebody else. I've drawn 36 living people throughout the years I've done this. Now, that's a very small percentage given the thousands that I've done. However, I freaked out the first time I did it. Yeah. And yeah. somebody said, well, that's my dad, but he's alive. And it's like, oh, my God, why, why did I draw our dad? And I, I got very nervous about what does that mean and all that stuff. And we can take that fear and really spin it and make make things crazy or we can just look for some evidence of why is that happening yeah so in all 36 drawings what the one common denominator was it was the last person that the person who was deceased saw before they died wow so remember before when i said i feel like i'm them yes so i'm i'm looking at the last minute of my life so i'm see i'm drawing the person i saw just before i died yeah. Which was the father in that case. Wow. So it's pretty cool. You know, it shows another way to see this as reality. Yeah, it is. I, I, the more um, the more we get to have the honor of of accepting and, and really playing with spirit. It, it's so it's so undeniable that that there's so much more to, to the physical body. <laughs> And I think there's a lot of a lot of young people um, doing spirit art now who have been in my classes and who have gone over and studied with people in in England as well and uh, and uh, you know like Sue Wood and a few others and and um, they they're just really showing some real progress and and an embrace of this and I. So it's not as rare as I thought, you know. I always <laughs> thought I was the only one in the world, but then I found Coral Polsch. So if anybody wants to look up her, her up, she did about twenty-five thousand pictures, and she passed away quite a while ago. But there are I have met people that knew her and how wonderful, you know, person she was, and all the nice work, her beautiful drawings, you know. Yeah. Like, um, Frank Leahy and, and and several others. So, um, you know, that's that's really. Uh, 
really quite quite um, important. The Alan Stuttle, the, these people are uh, around today. Alan, Alan, and Sue Wood, and, and, and people. So I want to say I'm not the only one. Yeah. That does this. I I try to be the one that really, you know, for me, I'm not in competition with any other mediums. I'm I'm one who wants to see more and more yeah. because I think yeah. it will help us to get a clear picture and understand where we're going with all of this, you know? Maybe maybe we should just kind of nickname you the godfather of spirit art, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, one last uh, question. One of the uh, comments, uh, one of the listeners, so she has an autistic child, and she said, you know, would the spirit art help her autistic child so either maybe him doing it or him getting a drawing do you do you feel that it can connect or resonate with with anyone especially if someone has uh, autism or any other needs well I, I feel that I feel like we don't understand autism completely and I and I certainly am not no expert however I think that um, I think any kind of creativity or focus focus type work uh, with the creative mind, could be very helpful to a to a child who is uh, either hyper focused or can't stay for that type of thing. So it could be a beautiful thing for them, and they might be able to do it quite well. I think we I think when things are different or somebody has a malady that's different, we tend to be afraid right away, and so we have all these knee jerk reactions that aren't correct. But a mom knows her child better than any doctor, better than any scientist. And she's going to know whether that child has a propensity towards artwork, uh, towards drawing. And I would say, why not try? You know, why not see if they can um, kind of see it a little better, uh, see if they can find it somehow. Uh, over the years of doing this, I've met a lot of young people that, that parents have brought them to me. And they've, you know, they've been the odd kid in class. So they've been, they have, um, they have some severity of some mental gyrations that they're dealing with and artwork has really given them a, a way of becoming more peaceful getting you know they're not so add anymore they're not so you know dyslexia is, is which i have is um is misdiagnosed lots of times because people just don't take the time to try to understand exactly where you're coming from yeah you know yeah. and so they'll throw labels on things where where i think it would be advantageous for a mom who knows her child and thinks he might have some he or she might have some interest in art to lay some art materials out you know lay some things out draw right right alongside them show them a video of, of me working or, or somebody else working and uh, see if they, they show some interest i think it'd be really valuable yeah that's see. a that's a great uh great idea so um that is about all of our time. Can you believe it? I told you it would be so much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. I enticed you. I said, it's going to be so much fun. You'll see. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it just as a, a student of this and, and seeing you and you, you've been, you know, you have this presence. It's, you know, whether you are teaching a class or not, you you truly are are serving as a mentor. And 
I just want to thank you for that. You know, I watch you just walk through, uh, you know, when you're chairing at Lilydale, and I'll just walk through, and you can just feel your support, and you can feel like, you know, you'll sit over to the side, and you can feel like there's someone in your corner. Um, and, and I just really tell, it means so much. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure just thousands of people have been so lucky to be on the receiving end of your amazing and beautiful gift. Thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing. And thank you for your radio show. I think you're, you're doing a great job to, to bring some reality to all this. And that just is, uh, it's a service second to none. So I appreciate that very much. And I hope you get back to all you. I hope to get to see you. I'll and be there. I'm going to come in August. So I will, I will see you. Hopefully it won't get too cold. <laughs> All right, Joseph, I want to thank you, everybody. Go to josephshield.com. We have the website right up. Uh, look at his events. If you're in Florida, you're in New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, New York, follow, join in. If you have even thought maybe you wanted to try, just go, listen, partake. And, uh, Joseph, thank you very, very, very much, and, and please take care of yourself. Peace. Have a nice evening. All right. Good night. Good night, everybody. I'll see you next week. Like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this foot along this hall, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots, like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas. It's cutting into your exercise time, it's stabbing you in the back nine. <laughs> And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.